Cat, it was your pick. Yeah. Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a panda, I'm a panda. I, I, I'm a panda, I'm a panda. I'm Steven, and my fursuit is made out of cardboard. And me, Neo Substitute V. <laughs> and sometimes I go... I also turn to to a giant red panda when I look at the moonlight. I mean, whom among us doesn't? Mm-hmm. You know, it worked for the Saiyans. It worked for this. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that's only if you don't watch. That's only if you watch everything other than evolution. Mm-hmm. AKA the. Tr- I'm not even gonna say it. I was gonna joke that that's the true canon. I just can't fucking do that. That shit hurts. I mean, it got the creative to get back to making <laughs> yeah. movies. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's fucking that's true. Cat, did you ever watch Evolution? Roar! Good, don't. Anyone else listening, if you didn't watch Dragon Ball Evolution, um you're worth more than that. Don't watch it. It's it's awful. But I like think the, it might be on Disney Plus. So. I swear to god. I'm about to look. Hang on. This cuz I think that's why also fun fact for the listeners is this, this Dragon Ball Super Broly has a Disney Plus page. You cannot watch it, but there's a page for it. <laughs> they did that with the uh, second and third um, Beverly Hills Chihuahua movies, so it'll probably be added soon. Let me see. Dragon Ball. Okay, no, it does not look like it. I'm not pulling anything up on my end, at least. Same. So... Possibly dodge the bullet there, or it might be added later. <laughs> X-Men Evolution is on there, but that was a series. Mm-hmm. I think I watched some of that. Yeah, that's the one where they get, where uh, Nightcrawler has to wear like a hologram watch, and like it makes it look like he has five fingers, but that he just is awkwardly or constantly mm-hmm. doing the uh, Vulcan hand sign. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. That's funny. And he still has a tail that he just has to hide on <laughs> under right. the hologram. That's right. The hologram doesn't cover his tail, so he still has to like tuck that in or something. Yeah. Again, Super Saiyan style. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. If I had a tail, I would simply use it as a belt. Anyway, we should talk about the movie. <laughs> um. Be- actually. So- Fair warning, Cat. I think might be the one who watched it the most out of all of us, because mm-hmm. I watched it one time, and apparently the dream sequence that May has when the first time that she pandas out uh, that scared Mia. So we weren't allowed to watch it after the first time we did. Um, I watched it once, and it was a good movie, but spiked my anxiety a lot to where today when I try to watch it again. I think it got to, I'll say, at the point where I had to stop watching it and just, you know, I visit my local, my local pirate hat shop but... and it's playing Dragon Ball well, Super Broly and Dragon Ball Super Superhero and that's how I spent the day. See? Everything comes back around. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> uh... That's not foreshadowing my pick for end of the episode. <laughs> All right, it's Veer's turn again. Yeah. 
Cat, you ready for a documentary? Because <laughs> <laughs> that was what happened last time. <laughs> anyway, um, before we start the movie, I will go ahead and ask: Should we? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> should we address the controversy surrounding this movie now, or should we wait until later on? Cat, uh, I don't know if you know which one we're talking. Which one we're talking about? Well, Rawr. I think I brought yeah, okay, yeah, up you do. That's last, right. Uh, well, last review, but you're talking about the Mr. Into yeah. stuff. <laughs> so, I think in the last episode, I addressed him as Mr. Indy. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Mr. Into. But, yeah, he's he's the guy that you, you probably heard about him purely from the of what if if turning the what if turning red was realistic or historically accurate, which involves a lot of memes about nine eleven. Yep, I remember seeing those memes around the time the movie came out and being like, "What?" So apparently, he did a review of Turning Red. Yeah, which Turning Red takes place during. 2002. In Toronto? One for, mm-hmm. Yeah, in Canada. Yeah. And one of his complaints was that it there should have been, like, some of the stuff didn't make sense in a post-9-11 world. It's, it's not even that some of the stuff didn't make sense post-9-11. Like, he was mad that they didn't talk about it because, like, oh, that completely changed everything. They should have met... They should have been mentioning it. And it's like, dude, I grew up in America post 9-11. By 2002? Like, it was still on the news, yeah. But, like, my little kid ass wasn't talking about it in school with my friends. Mm. Well, to be fair on Mr. Inter, from what I looked up, it does seem like he is actively trying to learn from his mistakes. Well, that's good. And do better, so... That's that's good so, at least. Good. That's good on him. <laughs> so credit dress credit see. We'll probably still make nine eleven jokes there. I mean Plus hey, maybe this was Tasteful. in an alternate un- like clearly this is an alternate universe anyway, if there are people that turn into red pandas, maybe nine eleven just didn't even happen. You ever think about that? No, it was caused by a red panda flying into the house. <laughs> There's a second panda. God damn it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to hell. So. Uh, anyway, back to the movie. Whichever one of us goes first will save you a seat. Um, anyway. Roar! There you go. Oh my god, I remember... <laughs> the other thing I remember, aside from the 9-11 thing, is just... And this is this is becoming more and more common with like every movie that Disney puts out, just for the way that these people are. But like all of these right wing idiots online posting like these long copy pastas about like I'm a concerned mom and these are all the reasons that I hate this movie. And for like turning red, it was shit like talking out against her parents or being mad that periods were even mentioned or <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That she shook her ass at her mom and that they made a my body, my choice joke. Like, these people have zero chill. Yeah. 
It did. It like I saw a good handful of those floating around online. Like you guys gotta calm down. It's a movie about a girl who turns into a panda. This is the movie. The this movie is the reason why he, there's a bill going to Florida that you can't talk about. Periods during school. Jesus. Um, for I'm legal reasons, that's parody. Like the bill is the actual thing. I have no idea this this movie cost it or not. I mean, like it genuinely would not surprise me if this movie was somewhere in there on the reasoning for it. Holy shit! Oh, I believe it's fraud. It could be in. It could be another state. Uh, I don't know. It's it's all blending, bleeding together. It does. Anyway. Anyway, movie. Let's, to escape this dystopia, let's go to go to the year two thousand two. Oh yeah, it is Toronto. Okay, there we go. Ha. Uh, anyway, we pick up. Yeah, in Toronto, uh, we're introduced to May Lin Lee. Or everyone just calls her May for short. I really like the opening montage here of like showing the different family photos over the year. While she talks about, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you know, I love your parents brought you into this world and they love you and take care of you. So the only logical thing to do is everything that they want. And it's like, oh, girl, oh, girl, you already need therapy. <laughs> oh, honey, no. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oof. Um, but <laughs> one of my favorite jokes in the entire movie, and, and again, I think that pissed off all of the concerned moms online. Was when she like holds out her bus pass and she was like, "I'm 13. That means I'm legally in a, or that means I'm an adult, at least according to the Toronto Traffic Commission, or what like whatever it is that she actually says." <laughs> Trent, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, the same copy pastas were like, they're telling kids that they're adults at 13 and they they can do whatever they want, and it's like. Y'all missed the entire point of the joke. It's that she's a kid and being like, yeah, see, these guys say that I'm an adult, so that means I'm totally cool. It's not... And the bus driver just says... Exactly. Like, it's just dumb <laughs> 13-year-old stuff. Like, oh my god. And the bus driver just goes, good for you. <laughs> yeah! Like, no adults are taking her seriously with this, because you you don't need mm-hmm. to. Like... <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like please don't talk to me <laughs> right <laughs> oh I feel so bad for that guy fucking she bursts into the oh yeah we find out about uh, their band the band that they're into Four Town which is fucking hilarious I cannot get over the fact that I can't get over that. It's so stupid. I love it so much. Yeah, and then the other two guys are there. <laughs> yeah, it's the joke that, like, boy bands will have, like, a bunch of people, but, like, everyone only recognizes, like, the like the couple of them that are considered the front men or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. It's so stupid. Her bursting into her school with, like, her, um... Oh, what does she play? Clarinet, I think. Flute? Doesn't matter. With her instrument case, like, in her mouth, just shouting, Besties, assemble! <laughs> oh, no, you're right, yeah. I don't know. I didn't play band. 
I didn't play band. I wasn't in band. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, it could also be a recorder. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we 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 meet all of her friends. Um, there's Miriam, who I don't know why I necessarily picked up on this, but I and at least I googled it. And other people are reading it, reading the same thing, but that like might possibly be coded as Jewish, although they never actually say in the movie. So I don't know. For some reason, I picked up on that. Do with it what you will. Priya, who absolutely was supposed to have been gay, uh, but was not allowed to be gay due to censorship. And oh, what is her other friend's name? Abby, who will a thousand percent go to jail. She does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time we watch this movie, as soon as it introduces Abby, I lean over to Julie. That girl's going to go to jail. <laughs> For any... Any and all reasons. Abby's so good. She's, They're all so good. She's for one friend who knows all of her curse words, <laughs> but also says something Korean so she doesn't get in trouble. <laughs> Rawr. You knew that she was. I know. She's really good. <laughs> like, like, don't get me wrong. From the perspective of the adults in this universe that have to deal with her, she is probably the annoying friend of the group, but... Stop attacking the blanket, goddammit. Cranberry! <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Stop attacking the blanket, goddammit. Oh. Well, there's that then. <sighs> uh, but anyway... We're, like, real quick taken through a day in her life, uh, just zooming through her classes. She takes French. I, I love if you, like, obviously if you listen and know anything about French, she's not actually speaking French in that one little clip. But if you, um, if you have the subtitles on, I think it just says, like, speaking nonsense or something. Mm. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh. That, I think that was it, yeah. yeah. There we go. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so we, we, uh, we're we real quick taking through a day in her life, or at school anyway. Um, her friends geek out about Four Town at the, end of the cl- at the end of the day because they're supposed to be, like, on tour soon. Actually, did they bring up that they're going to have a concert soon? Or does that come- I don't remember. That might come up later. Okay, no, that's right, there was... That's right, no, I think there was something on TV yeah. last night that Miriam, like, recorded for, <laughs> for her. <laughs> that yeah. that was it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right, yeah, Miriam burned her, like, a copy of their new CD or something. Yeah, I think... Okay. Anyway. Yeah, I think almost immediately after that, we getting the gas station scene yes the girls are swimming over the cashier besides may oh my god (laughs) it's so fucking funny what is it like uh one of the one of them says that her mom says that she that he looks like a hobo to which abby responds a hot hobo and i about died no i think may just says he looks like a hobo and then Oh, that's right. And he says that 
he gets his hair cut at her mom's salon, <laughs> so she's been able to feel his hair. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. This fucking creepy kid. <laughs> I mean, this would be very concerning if there's real people, but... Yeah. <laughs> also that. If they were, I like, mean, yeah. older and still doing this, it'd be like, yeah. I mean, they, even at their age, be like, hey, that's not a thing that you should be doing. But <laughs> otherwise, yeah, we'll yeah. cut them some slack. They're just dumb kids. Mm-hmm. This movie has some of the best writing as far as, like, making these kids seem like actual dumb kids, like, that I've ever mm-hmm. seen. I do not want to give credit for, to Disney on that, but, like, hot damn. They well, did a good job. This is a job. Pixar movie, so. Yeah. Oh, that's right, it is. I don't know. You can give Pixar the credit. I don't know where the Pizza Planet truck is in this movie, but ultimately it doesn't matter. We don't we don't keep up with those. Uh, anyway, um, but anyway. but yeah, so this is where like May has to leave. Um, she says that she's got to go help out at, uh, with her family, and we get the whole we get uh, this is where we get the 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 introduction to her friends having their concern. Being that they don't actually get to spend enough time with her because she's always running off to help out with her mom. <laughs> Which May tries to justify, like, no, guys, but I love cleaning. I just got this new feather duster and oh my god. <laughs> like, girl. Which, maybe that's mm-hmm. true. I can understand where she's coming from on that. Like, sometimes you just, you get a good broom or something and, like, it does the job better than anything you've ever had before. That's super fair. <laughs> but, but also, like, May, it's... It's very clear that you need to set some boundaries with your mom, too, man. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which, like, I, I hope that I never end up doing that to my kids as they get older. I want them to be... A, a, at least I'm saying out loud now that I want to be a considerate enough parent that they are able to spend time with their friends and not, like, constantly running out on them and stuff like that. Unless it's Unless it's chosen, like... Me and Grayson decide, like, collectively decide. Thursdays, we do this together. We like doing that. That's fine, yeah. because that's him still, like, having ownership of the situation. Like, I, I, wa- I want to do my best as he gets older to avoid, like, forcing him, uh, forcing stuff like that on him. Mm-hmm. And this is why we have the shame circle. If you guys ever find out that I'm doing that, d- shame me in Discord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, that night, May learns about being horny. Future, and- Grace- Future Grayson, send me a DM if Steven's <laughs> being a bad dad. <laughs> what? 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 Oh, no, Vera's telling Future Grayson to DM him if I'm ever being a bad dad. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Anyway, um, that night, May is, I guess, horny for the first time, and she draws some wild fucking pictures of that guy at the convenience store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know! It's, but. it's so good! <coughs> Ooh! Yeah! Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) 
want to see if I can find any of her drawings real quick. Turning red. <laughs> but, yeah. Basically, immediately after the establishing shot of her making these drawings, it's like, <laughs> she hears her mom about to open the door, and she kind of, like, panicked. Yeah. Tries to slide, hide from uh, the her sketchbook onto her bed. <laughs> just the look on her face while she is doing these drawings, just getting more and more deranged over the, or, like, as it goes on. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but anyway, but, yeah, her her mom comes in and she like hastily throws it under her bed, but doesn't quite make it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which, in fairness, like she looked because she noticed May nervously looking down at it. So it's like if the girl had been able to keep her cool, probably could have avoided this whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> I love that she, like, immediately I mean, opens directly to the page, also. Well, I think she assumed that it was her homework book and immediately looked into it. Yeah, because she was like, oh, hey, maybe you need, what, you need some help on your homework. Oh, God, what is this now? So... I- <laughs> <laughs> and, like, this is, this is where we immediately, like... Uh, aside from the effect it's had on May already with how like eaten up she is with not wanting to miss anything, uh, we skimmed over it, but they run a shrine connected to their house. Mm-hmm. And May- part of May's job after school is that she helps out at the shrine. That's why she ran away from her friends is because she's so eaten up with her duties here and not wanting to disappoint her mom, so on and so forth. Anyway, since I forgot to mention that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like the... I know y'all said y'all took the scene as... Here, noticing May looking down at the notebook, but it does, from when I watched it, the vibe was that <laughs> she didn't notice May trying to not, no, looking back and forth, she just noticed the book. Yeah, oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. but either way, like, this is where we, this is where we it can be uh, get either way. So. Yeah, uh, like it. Yeah, exactly. It works either way. But this is where we get uh, <laughs> the first actual glimpse of like how overbearing her mom is. Because don't get me wrong, if I if I picked up what I thought was like Grayson's or Mia's homework, and I see that either of them has been doing a bunch of dirty drawings, that'd probably knock me down for a minute. But I would like to think that I would handle it better than this, and like hand the hand it back over, and then probably go laugh my ass off with Julie. But <laughs> Oh, oh man, but that's not how well, Ming helps or handles it. Oh. How I would probably handle it is hand notebook back. Be like, wait here for a moment. <laughs> Go Google the talk. Hulk, kind of read over it, put it on my phone, come back and read off of it off of my phone. <laughs> Alright, I found a script. We're gonna have. We are going to have a talk. Son slash daughter, you are getting to the age where you are no- going to be noticing some changes. Next line. Hey there, champ. Rest, <laughs> rap. Pulls up chair, sits on it backwards. <laughs> if no. Oh my god. If no chairs in the room. Bring chair. Bring your own chair. <laughs> 
Oh my god, my my dad gave me the talk on like a multi-hour long drive back from hunting one night. <laughs> That's all that drive was. I don't remember any specifics of what he said, but oh boy. Honestly, I thought she was about to say multi uh, his segments. Like, you took breaks between the segments. Oh my god. <laughs> each segment was a couple of hours long. Alright, to be continued tomorrow. But no, when he, when he gave my brother the talk a little, like, a couple years later, because my brother's, like, two years younger than me, he didn't let me leave the room. And it's like, I've heard this before. Can I please just go? Mm. <laughs> like, no, Steven, you need a refresher. <laughs> yeah, when I was giving the talk, technically this when my brother was being given the talk. But... But I think my mom thought it would be more time, like, easier on her to do us both at once. You know, that's fair. The but fishing. I was too young to understand no, what she was talking there's, about. Well, there's that, <laughs> Just raise your hand. Mom, I'm baby. <laughs> well, she used the term experiment instead of sex. Uh! So baby me was like, but scientists do experiments. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm okay. Yes. She was basically saying don't have sex. Yeah. But she was using the word experiment instead of sex. So. <sighs> Man, I need to watch Mean Girls again. It's been forever. You know, sometimes you want to experiment on experiment with people, and you shouldn't do that. And, <laughs> and baby me was, didn't understand what was going on. Was like, but scientists do experiments all the time. They do experiments on animals. <laughs> Stephen, are you okay? Oh, I'm okay. Oh, I made it. I'm pretty sure. I thought, I thought you just peaked for a moment. Oh. Oh. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> right, the movie. Yeah. Uh, We're but on the temple part. Anyway, um, so getting sidetracked aside, uh, May's mom, me, I think, yeah, me. Uh, oh, yeah. instead We're responds. On the notebook stuff. Yeah, we're. <laughs> and this is basically part where. On my second watch of it, I had to dip out because my exam just went to the max. Oh, so that's fair. Like, mm, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go watch some Dragon Ball now. <laughs> I'm going to go not be here. Mm -hmm. oh, that's that's fair. Um, but yeah, so instead of handling it in a in a healthier, not that I'm saying she's a bad parent for this. It's I understand. Like having I this mean, reaction, the, the the you might not call it a bad parent for this, but I will. Well, that's fair. <laughs> like, she's not like specifically trying to be an asshole. Like, she is. She's she threatened to sue this kid for drawings that her daughter made. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Okay, she's not trying to be an asshole to me. She is trying to be an yeah. asshole to the um, almost a grocery store, the gas station guy. But, like, Devin, thank you. Like, from her perspective, she thinks that she's being a good parent. 
the problem is that she horribly has misunderstood because of, as we will find out, her own trauma from childhood and so on and so forth and back and back and back and back and back and back and back. I just realized I think we skipped over like the actual family legend because I'm pretty sure they said that earlier and we missed it. Um, <laughs> not yet. They. Okay. Yeah, doing the <laughs> temple segment. They that's explain right. That the temple is for their ancestors. That's right. That's right. Okay. Particularly like their ancestor, like who was. <laughs> Famous for her love for animals, especially for Red Panda. That's right. Okay. Mason, they're not just the dudes either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, so yeah, she fucking grabs May. She drags May along for all of this too, which, holy shit, drags her mm-hmm. to the gas station where Devin is currently working. And in the middle of God and everybody, Starts, like, berating him for what she thinks that he has done to her daughter. And, like, showing him the drawings that uh, that May made. Meanwhile, a... <laughs> yeah, also, he's... Which, to be fair, he might. But, like, so? Mm-hmm. <laughs> also that, exactly. I'm, I'm, that's true. Well, I'm, even if he does, I I'm not going to judge him. He definitely gets... Like, Gets teased by his friends after this because they all see his see the drawings as well. Yeah, he doesn't super seem to know what's going on. In fairness, he's like, exactly, exactly. Like it's mm-hmm. a good minute before his brain manages to catch up. Like, what? What's happening? But by the time when it does, it's when he's looking at the pictures and he's just like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. Because what? I mean, one, this would just be embarrassing anyway. If someone was like, hey, look at this stuff that my daughter drew of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tyler from her school is there who like, I don't know if this is, if this is just us, but me and Julie, 100 percent based on what happens later on in the movie, me and Julie, like 100 percent ship Tyler and May. But that's neither here nor there. Um. His name is Tyler, right? Mm. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Devin has been thoroughly traumatized <laughs> by this random woman walking in and yelling at him about molesting her daughter. That's true. That's true. Oh my god. Again. Everyone in the gas stations laughs at, at them as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then this is where um, Mia noped out in the movie because that night uh, May has, to be fair, kind of a scary dream for the in context to the whole rest of the movie, like tone wise, hot damn. Um, but has like a dream where she is basically he's seeing a bunch of flashes of different things that she doesn't understand. Like it keeps showing a bunch of red pandas and then also, um, rotating through to like shots of four town shots of Devin. We, we see the mermaid version of Devin, a flopping around on the ground and B I'm pretty sure being used as sushi. Uh, we did skip over something that does become important later Ooh. that before the, all the notebook stuff happens. Since May's mom does see a commercial, like a 
trailer for the boy bands tour. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, because May tries to like May tries to like subtly be like, yeah, hey, I think these guys might be pretty good. <laughs> she does. I love her being like, who do they who do they think they are? Celine Dion. Madam, stop. <laughs> oh, and we, it cannot be stated enough, her dad, Jin, top tier, uh, top tier dad. This guy's really good. I love her dad. Will be a 10 out of 10, but he's also kind of a enabler. That's true. Mom. That's true. My one complaint on him is that he doesn't really have a ton of confidence, so he does just kind of let this stuff happen. But, Mm-hmm. Like he is still as supportive as he feels like he can be, and then yeah. <laughs> if I, I don't know if either of you watched the post credit scene, but it's also really good. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, we'll get there eventually. We will, we shall. Um, but yeah, somebody has a really bad dream. That's where Mia nopes out because like that, she loves the rest of the movie. Um, when she was younger and the movie first came out, we watched it a bunch of times. But Mia would always run around like just going poof i'm red panda stuff like that so we put it on now thinking oh yeah we'll be fine no <laughs> she is not okay with the movie anymore it turns out specifically i think this scene right here at least that's the only thing i can think of that uh, would be scaring her because like the only scary part i can really think about in the movie and the all she said is when all of the red pandas are there so it's either this or at the end of the movie but i gotta think it was this part Anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, May wakes up in the morning. She's a giant red panda. <laughs> or as she says, a big gross red monster. <laughs> oh, this poor girl. She looked at the moon. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but yeah. No, I'm fine. Probably. Eh. 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 But yeah, uh, <laughs> so May has to go find the seven Dragon Balls. Ah, stop it! <laughs> but yeah, she she freaks out, runs to the bathroom because like doesn't want to let anyone see this or see her. You know, as a giant panda, most believable thing she can think of is okay. It's the morning I just woke up. They'll think I'm just going to the bathroom. Can <laughs> her mom? Mm-hmm. Although I will say, for as many other problems as uh, her mom has, I do like that she is this ready to be open about uh, periods and preparing her daughter for it. Like, hey, this is going to start happening now. <laughs> but her mm-hmm. intro into that is just, did the red peony bloom? Which, I, I don't know why, but that shit knocked me down. <laughs> Just, yeah, she does get too into it a bit later, but there's that. she was able to find a... There's a two extremes that's both bad and you kind of need to land in the middle exactly yeah like at first it does it seems like she's going to be there health healthily i don't know at that healthy middle point of being willing to discuss this openly with her daughter so that it like loses its awkwardness but then she just goes right over the edge and is like fucking stalking her kid to make sure that she's having a good day at school and like girl mm-hmm. you've got to stop which yeah May's able to turn back out of her red panda form. Yeah. But she has red hair now. Yeah. So she puts on a beanie. Yeah, it's it's not... To try, 
It's not just her hair. It's a little bit harder to notice. Mainly, you see it in close-ups. Her eyes are but red now, too. Also, her eyes. Yeah. Which, again, is a really good... Yeah, which, again, is is a really good touch. I like that they have something of it carry over without it being like, oh, haha, she has a tail, because that's silly. Mm-hmm. Like, I like... So, I like this, like, turning her hair and her eyes red, like, as a sign that this has happened. Fucking <laughs> her, her dad later on just being like, already? Because, because yeah, May has decided, okay, she managed to get herself calmed down. She got dressed. She was able to get to school without freaking out again. She has at least figured out enough that I don't know what's going on, but it is somehow connected to my emotions. So if I can just stay chill, then I won't need to worry about it. This does not last long Cue at school. the mom not pounding on the window. <sighs> yeah, like literally, I think, in her first class of the day. Like mm-hmm. she's she's walking down the hallway with her friends, like, "Hey guys, what is up?" <laughs> Priya gives her <laughs> words were exchanged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking Priya gives her like some deodorant because one of them notices that she kind of stinks a little bit. She like rubs that shit all over her face and her neck. That's it, yeah. <laughs> but I just love like she takes the deodorant, obviously puts her puts it in her armpits like you would. And then, like, runs it all across her neck and all over her face. <laughs> eh. mm-hmm. And actually, sorry, just one sec. And I gotta go help Julie give Mia some eye drops. Mom is trying to give me some pads. Yeah. The security guard comes to stop May's mom. Yeah. And, but- um,. Actually, real quick, you guys can keep talking if you want to, but I will be right back. I gotta go help Julie give uh, Mia some eye drops. But, yeah, Steven's here, so... Random... <laughs> random religion <laughs> lesson from someone who <laughs> half-remembers things from YouTube videos. It's done. Yeah. Oh, actually, hang on one second. I think my cord is tangled. Okay, there we go. Now Steven's back. Boop. Yay. Yay. Uh, okay, so I know it was in another room, but y'all didn't pick up anything, or any of that, uh, did you? Nervous. Okay, good. Because Mia doesn't like her eye yeah, since she was screaming. I just started explaining the chic religion for a moment. You, that's not even... Oh, no, it is in the movie. Never mind. I was like, what? Well... The security guard, I think, is supposed to be she. That was my guess, at least. Yeah. Red... I could be just mistaking the head wrapping that he has for the kind that the sheik people who are who follow the sheik religion tend to have. It could just be from a different and religion or just general culture of. People who head wraps. Yeah, wraps. That was that was the reading I got was that he might be Sikh, but mm. it could also be something else, and I'm just not super familiar. But saying, yeah, um, but yeah, the this movie does a decent job with having like what would be the ideal if if any of these groups already had good representation. So like, I'm not mad at the movie for it, but th- it does a decent job with having like a diverse kind of people in the background like that security guard that we keep seeing pop up 
is most likely Seek, but like they don't make that like him un, like blaring it. It's just if you look at the character design and probably in some ways how he acts and know enough about it, you can pick it up. Uh, one of the girls in her class has an insulin pump like stuck on her arm. That's something I didn't even pick up the first time through because I'm not used to um, permanent insulin pumps like that. Like someone online had to point that out. There were people in background shots and other scenes that were like actively in wheelchairs and stuff like that. This movie does a good job. There's also so a scene where May's. I think this is a little bit later into the movie, but there's a scene where May is actually getting mean stuff like pads or tampons. Yeah. And a trans man actually suggests a brand for it. No, that's not in this. You're thinking of the um the the series that they randomly decided to do for Baymax from Big Hero Six. Disney Plus keeps putting out like these like six episode miniseries on like movies that are like ten years old. I don't know why. But yeah, that did happen huh. in I never actually got around to watching it, so I don't know the context. But I think Baymax was like helping a girl who was dealing with her first period so he like went to the store to try and buy something and yeah one of the people like making suggestions for him was a trans man because i've at least seen that scene ah. i could have sworn it was in this movie nope whoops <laughs> now nah, you're fine no that's just <laughs> it probably it probably like came out i think that series came out like around the same time as this so like clips just running together probably because i've had that shit happen before um so anyway, where did y'all get in the movie? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we're still at the scene with mom. Oh, okay. So yeah, mom shows up. <laughs> security guard, to his credit, trying to fight her off because goddamn. Well, not even fight her off, just like talk her down. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> he... Oh, I didn't. Rem- I didn't realize he had a name. There we go. Um, um, but yeah, so, like, mom fights her way past him. <laughs> this, this man probably has at least a couple of bruises from Ming. Holy shit. Uh, but anyway, holds up and just shouts so loud that her entire cl- that the entire class hears it, um, saying that May forgot her pads. And everyone starts freaking out and laughing and whatnot because, who, in fairness, awkward as hell moment, like, if I were in that class, I'd probably laugh too, just from the awkward bits. Like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Mm-hmm. But of course. And May understandably has a panic attack. Oh, yeah, she does. And, and uh, she rushes into the bathroom and, and she tries to hide in a stall, but <laughs> oops, she goes panda. Yeah. And I love, like, again, just the sheer awkwardness of the moment, because, like, right after she poops, the girl who has the insulin pump, like, stuck to her arm. This is the main scene that I remember seeing her, but she pops up a few times. Actually, I think she's one of their first customers. Doesn't matter. Uh, But, like, comes out of the stall and sees her, and May just shoves her back in. Like, I think when she poops, she knocks the door off the hinges. It's something like that, yeah. And the girl is just standing out there, and May just grabs the door and kind of awkwardly tries to put it back into place. No, no, no! It's not even. It's not even that. It's so much funnier because the girl starts going, "Oh my!" and then get. That's where she cuts her off because May's hand now is like 
the size of this girl's head. So she just puts her hand over the girl's entire face and just slowly shoves her back into the stall. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but... I think but... this is when... I think this is when her friends get a short clip, like, like, yeah. try to walk in to check on her. It's something like that, she, yeah. like, buzzes out of her window. Yeah, because, yeah, they, they obviously knew she was going to the bathroom, so they went to try to follow her, make sure everything's okay, and then, like, Red Blur just bursts past them. We get some legitimate kaiju moment, action as she's running through the city and getting picked up by news cameras and stuff. Would Adi, would you leave Otto alone? He doesn't want to play right now. Stop. <laughs> no, Otto's over here trying to sleep, and Artie decided right now would be a good time to start like messing with him. Like, hey, play with me. Yeah. He's like, I'm baby. I'm baby and I'm bored. Exactly. Anyway, oh. <laughs> but yeah, we have. So, yeah, we see see her go through the city, the and and there's a whole bunch of people. Like she gets put on the news because yeah. she's causing crackle crackle. She's causing damage. Yeah, this is where, again, if you have the subtitles on, it's really funny. Um, one, this is just a good taste scene with, like, May panicking and running and Ming just trying to keep up uh, and, like, getting more and more frazzled by everything that's going on. At one point, though, she gets out her phone and calls Jin and is like, Jin, it happened. If you have the subtitles on, because it's not loud enough that I ever pick it up, um, but Jin responds, is this about the woman thing? <laughs> and she goes, and she goes, no, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, this isn't about me. <laughs> oh my god. We we missed it earlier, but oh my god, the shots of him cooking, they did not have to go that hard on his intro scene. Holy crap. Like we like the the trope online is you know joking about delicious anime food and stuff. Holy crap! The the, the fucking the detail that they did like this is legitimately a solid minute of food porn. It's as he's just making dinner and then it like zooms out and it's just some slubby guy with his glasses all fogged up. Mm, chef kiss, love it. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> fucking. May, or May obviously is the only thought in her head right now is go home, so they do at least eventually catch up to her there. She manages to get into her room, and um, I forget if her parents... Yeah, no, her parents tell her first, and then her friends show up. That's right. I forgot the order for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> because they basically they put it into an empty room. Yeah. So she doesn't cause too much damage. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which, and again, if you notice... There are fucking claw like it's her bedroom still. They just took all of her furniture out real quick, but yeah. like there are fucking claw marks on the wall. I guess from the night before. Hot damn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, when she as soon as she gets home, like May uh, Ming is not far behind her, and Jin is like there at the door. He's like, "It happened already," and that's <laughs> where Cat said before. She just gives him this look, like, 
fucking what? And uh, so this is where we get our, our backstory. I love that they don't call this a curse. It's not some ancient evil that's like plague. Yeah, she calls it an inconvenience. And I love that phrasing. Like, this isn't some horrible thing that's been inflicted on our family as a punishment or anything like that. No, literally what it was, I forgot the ancestor's like, name. Uh, ancestor... Was Sun Yi, thank you. Yes. Basically, basically, the kingdom she lived in was going to war. Yes. And her brothers and father who joined the army or was drafted into the army. Right. Meanwhile, she was left. No one to defend the village. Yeah. So she asked her ancestors to give her the powers to defend the village. From yeah, because. Basically. Apparently, she already had, like, an affinity toward the Red Panda. So she was, like, asking, I guess, a combination of her ancestors and, I think, like, the Red Panda spirit or some jazz, I don't know, to, yeah, like Veer said, give her um, the power to protect her village because all of the men had already had gone off to war, leaving her there to run. I think they already ran a shrine. Like, her family, I guess, is just a long line of... Hmm. I was about to say shrine maidens. But I guess well, that's kind of it. I don't think there was necessarily a sign in particular. There yeah. Probably, there might have been, but the story, does, well, the backstory doesn't really mention it. Yeah, I that's true. I think it was more that, hey, this is a war, this is wartime. Yeah. All the people who's, you, well, stereotypically would be the defenders are all gone. Yeah, so there's no one left to. The village is, quote unquote, vulnerable to enemy raids yeah. and or bandits. And so they, they do make it clear, though, that this was meant as a gift. Her way their, the spirit realms, whatever, um, way of answering her prayer was giving her the ability to turn into a red panda that would be strong enough to fight off anyone who might come and attack. Which is incredibly useful during a war, and honestly I would watch every minute of like an anime that was about that, probably. <laughs> But, after the war, slightly less useful. Still, I'm sure the time probably was still something that was, like, looked on out of reverence or something, especially since, like, the people would probably have known that it was her doing this, so I'm sure they had a fair amount of respect for her family and stuff like that. But the vibe that it gives, it sounds like it only became an inconvenience when the family moved to Canada. Exactly, yeah. They The family moved... In, in general, her um, her grandma right now lives in Florida, so I don't know if like her family moved to Canada and then her grandma just retired down to Florida. The point is they moved to like oh. North America. North America. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, exactly like her, her mom says, what was once a gift became an inconvenience. And I love the look on her face as she says it too. She's like, eh! Like, sorry. <laughs> And they tell her this in the shrine because, you know, context and all of that. Fucking. And again, I like that they did this because it makes sense. Like, if you're a scared, emotional teenager, you would want to lash out. <laughs> so she, like, starts trying to attack, like, a picture of Sun Yi that they have in the shrine, saying, like, this is all your fault. You did this to me. Do what? Roar! Roar! Oh, crap, I don't think I caught that. That's really good. That's a good detail. But... Roar! 
Oh my god, that's a really good detail, mm-hmm. though. But yeah, so like she freaks out, starts trying yeah, to attack. Yeah, the animation the, uh, is top notch in this movie. Yeah, there's. Roar! Oh my god, she really does. And again, Pixar been Pixar has been good at doing hair ever since Monsters Inc. Like, that's one that's one thing I miss about Pixar. Like, they they knocked it out of the park with this one, but they have made a lot of movies since being bought by Disney that are becoming increasingly mediocre. We will see that later on as we do more Pixar movies. But before being bought out by Disney, their whole thing was like they were constantly pushing boundaries and developing new shit for every movie. And one of the first things they developed was like technology to do good hair for Monsters, Inc. And oh man, they have still held on to that. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, so we've we've officially finally gotten our lore dump. We now know why this is happening. Um, like I said, or like we said a minute ago, her mom and her dad um basically they tell her don't worry there's a cure um you don't have to stay like this forever they don't give us the full details i'm sure they might have given may some explanation off screen we will actually come to find out yeah, what the details a bit later on like they comment that it, it requires a ritual that can only be done under the full moon under the the red moon specifically oh the red moon yeah which and they only have one shot because if it doesn't go correctly, then she'll always have the panda in her. Exactly. So yeah, so they they basically but, tell her you you just gotta wait it out until then. The next red moon well, is gonna be like next well, month. Her mom tells her that she needs to like try to somewhat get it under control because having it under control will help the ritual. That's true. But yeah, so like they they don't tell us the the full details of what exactly this means, but I do like the detail that while she's explaining that you can see the mom kind of play with her necklace a little bit, because as we will eventually find out, the ritual is basically pulling the I I want to say panda spirit, but I guess that may not quite be right because it's not exactly like it's another person; it's just an aspect of who you are. It's not like how Bruce Banner and the Hulk are like kind of separate personalities. But anyway, they they pull the pandaness out of you, but of course it can't just be killed. You've got to put it in something. So her family, using this ritual for however many generations they've needed to, um, have been sticking their pandas into jewelry. And so that's one thing I really like is whenever we meet a new member of her family, the camera will for a couple seconds focus on like whatever bit of jewelry it is. For her mom, it's a necklace that oh conveniently has like. A carving of like a red panda face in it. Ah, <coughs> uh, I fucking love what they end up doing at the end with all of that. It's really, really fucking funny. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, they they tell her you you just got to sit it out. Try not to go panda if you can help it because, like Beer said, if you have the more control you have over it, the fewer times that you've transformed, the easier it will be to do the ritual, which. I have to wonder if that means it's like literally harder to pull the panda off of you if you've transformed a bunch of times, or if it's because, as we see with May, transforming a bunch of times makes it or gives you eventually an appreciation for the panda, and you don't want to lose it, so you're less likely to go through with it. That's not like, something that the movie ever explicitly a, says either way, but it's yeah. just interesting to think about. Yeah, it's, like it's very easy to see the idea of the red panda being representation of, of 
the Chinese culture. Yeah. Well, or like, ever since they moved and to the Americas, they haven't been able to hold on to their culture as easily because fucking over here it's all about, I mean, not all about, but there's very much a pressure for anyone who's immigrating from another country to get rid of as much of that culture as they can because, hey, you're an American now. I can't speak to Canada, but honestly, I kind of assume that they've got the same thing going on. I mean, there's Trump supporters in Canada, so... Fucking... I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. Uh... But, yeah, it's basically... You can read for them ripping out the panda out of them as them kind of like... Duh. Sweeping the, the cult... The heritage under the rug. Yeah, to be... Especially since, again, this is specifically a thing they've had to do since moving here. So, like, getting rid of that thing that would make you different so that you can fit in better. Rawr. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, in order to fit in better, they had to give up this part of themselves that didn't work with the area, the culture that they were in now. But anyway, all of that aside, they've got her in her bedroom, all of her furniture is moved out except for her mattress, which is just on the floor. <laughs> because goddamn... And they're like, don't worry, sweetie, we still love you. But also, you're basically living in a jail cell now. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, uh, th and, and, like, she's <laughs> trying to force herself out of the red panda form. And I think she does accidentally end up adding more crawl marks into her room. Oh, I didn't pay attention to that, but that would make sense. I think it's like she just puts her hand across the wall and kind of like it slides down. Yeah. But, but yeah, since she um, has claws, it makes a mark. But yeah, her friends come to try to visit her. I was surprised to find a red <laughs> giant red panda. Yeah. Because, and this is where, like, at first I didn't catch on to that she was still in her room. I thought they just had a spare room in the house, like what would have been a guest room that they put her in. Except that her friends came right to the window, so obviously, yeah, if they were going to one of the windows, they'd have just gone to her bedroom. <laughs> they freak out so bad at first, because, like, like Mir said, you're not expecting that. Panda face just popping out, like, oh my god, you guys! And... To which they start screaming, of course, and so that it doesn't draw any attention, she pulls all three of them, like, through the window, and just mashes them into herself so that to like muffle all of them <coughs> excuse me um abby fucking loves it priya mentions that she's always kind of wanted a tail which is a wild line there are a lot of wild lines to think about coming out of coming from priya um miriam is the m more down-to-earth one here uh, here in this moment, he's like, guys, I know we're all excited about this, but May, are you are you all right? What's going on? <laughs> uh, I just remembered how they calm her down the for the first time. Okay, so yeah. she's obviously still freaking out. She tells them, rope, like, gives them a Cliff Notes version of the lore dump that we just got. Tells her, you know, it's... I've got, I'm going to have to stay like this until the red moon happens. Um, I'm not going to have any kind of a life now. Woe is me, basically. 
<laughs> and fucking the way that they bring her out of this like anxiety spiral is Miriam. I love the detail of having her do this. Like instead of just getting someone who could beatbox or like just making random noises, they actually have her uh, beatbox by saying "boots and cats, boots and cats, boots and cats" because that's a Rawr. That's true. But like the boots and cats things, like the still. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. If you can't beatbox, and I, I don't remember why. I knew this before the movie, but I don't remember why. If you can't beatbox, boots and cats, the syllables line up just like perfectly for you to say that over and over and for it to still come out to like just a basic sound for the beatboxing. But anyway, and then the four of them start singing um, fucking a four town song. And I love that it works so well with only four people, even though this is canonically a five person band. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my god. I can't help it. I'm going to see if I can, like, find the description of Four Town because it's really funny. Uh, da, da, da. Basically, just imagine in sync. Basically, boys. Um, Inspiration, yeah. Here we go. Backstreet Boys, in sync. Oh, O Town, ninety eight degrees. A bunch of other ones. Aha uh -huh, is apparently a One Direction. I see Jonas Brothers. Um, I don't see One Direction. There's One Direction on the list. Yeah, One Republic. I don't know if I know them. Uh, Rar. Probably. Uh, but uh, Rar. No, I wanted to, but I never did. Rawr. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, let's... I want to see if I can find the quote. Uh, fine, fuck it, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, they're, they're all varying degrees of pretty boys. One of them, I think, is the athlete um one of them is his thing is that she says he speaks french i'm like girl you're in canada <laughs> a lot of you do mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the other two are just there <sighs> but <laughs> oh right i guess in new york iceland <laughs> I say Iceland. Maybe. Or Greenland. But I think Iceland has a higher population, so the lie is more plausible. <laughs> anyway. Hi, Grayson. Anyway, um, we we this is where we find out um, there's all there's going to be. Well, first off, they get her to calm down. The friends we made along the way was the cure for being a panda. If allows her to control her gift. Yes. Boop. Boop. I thought it was the magical spell. No, it wasn't the magical spell. May is able to turn back into her human form because her friends help her feel good. Anyway, this is also where we find out there's going that Four Town are going to be in town soon for a concert. Um, 
I, we get a date. I don't remember what it was. Doesn't matter. We will end up finding out that that date is wrong. But mm. May figures that because she can now control the panda, which she will find out for certain when her parents give her a test uh, later on this evening, because she can now control the panda, they should use that <coughs> ooh, um, to start selling merch. Because they, and actually they get this idea the next day at school when they are confronted by the girl from the bathroom and her friends basically saying, oh my god, that was the coolest thing ever. We want to see the panda again. Can we please see the panda again? It was adorable. Mm-hmm. And this is where capitalism comes in. <laughs> because, like I said, they decide to monetize the panda. They set up a whole fucking like, black market thing at the school where they will let people come in and pose for pictures. They start like making merchandise. I'm getting told to shut up. They had what, Grayson? They had headbands. Grayson, if you're going to be in here, can you close the door? Grayson's here. Um, Mm -hmm. um, I think I got lost. Basically, you have a montage of them basically doing this side hustle of panda right right and there's a four town song like playing over it because fucking of course there is mm-hmm. uh. yeah i think it eventually comes up to it tyler it kind of has to well, comes up and ask it ask me to you come to his birthday party as a red panda and office to who um like basically pay for the rest of, for the last ticket yeah because it pay. the mm-hmm. uh, the montage ends the concert is in like a few days they're what is it I think like a hundred dollars short and he offers to pay or he I think it's two hundred no they're yeah it's they're a hundred short he offers to pay them whatever and she's like alright that's gonna be one no two hundred and he's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Grayson. Alright. Um, Panda out, bitches. Okay, sorry. Looks like it's just me and beer. Uh, Kat just said that she's not feeling good, so she had to duck out. We're still going to go ahead and finish the episode because we're this far in. Anyway, um, they, they do the birthday party. It's like a couple days away, so we just get a little bit of a time jump. Um, <laughs> fucking as she is trying to leave is when oh yeah we, we saw the other night that like her grandma called and um, talked to her mom she told her mom that she is going to be coming out to help manage the panda and set up and manage the ritual <sighs> this is where her what is it like her grandma and like a couple of her aunts and I think one of her cousins Mm. all show up all yeah. at once and the camera just instantly flashes like all of their pieces of jewelry on the screen so you so you know okay yeah they've already done the ritual mm. thing her mom conspicuously has like a big scar across her face we will find out more about that mm. later on um <clears throat> but they the point is that they show up the night of the party literally as may is about to leave the house she has told her mom that she's going for like a mathlete's cram session or something like that 
Her mom reveals that she's double-jointed and can make a perfect circle, which is rad. Unrelated to anything else. I just thought it was cool. <laughs> um, eventually, May is able to sneak out. Yes, eventually May is able it... to sneak out, but not before being confronted by her grandma, who has found, like, a tuft of panda hair just somewhere. I don't even know where she found it, like, on the floor or somewhere, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, her grandma gave her the same rundown that her mom did. If you... You okay, Grayson? What do you for panda? It'll grow stronger. They have to pass the test. Yes, they had. They do have to pass the test, Grayson. But but yeah, exactly. If you keep transforming into the panda, it's going to get stronger and stronger, and you're not going to be able to get rid of it. You cannot Mm. panda anymore. To which may, understandably, like we don't actually your badge. Do what? Hand in your badge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hand in your badge. Fine, here's my fucking badge. Hand in your badge and your panda form. <laughs> Grayson, move back. Yeah. May is able to, after the talk with her grandmother, she is able to sneak out to Tyra's birthday party. She's able to go panda. Yeah. And, but eventually. She saw second-guessing things. Yeah, she uh, shows up at Tyler's, trying to not panda, like, wearing the little suit that they had made for her to wear, like, just for pictures and stuff at the shrine. (laughs) Which, to be fair, is also really cute. (laughs) But... Yeah. She she does eventually... He does change into the panda. Yeah! And then later on, starts having, like second guessing while she's and she has like a talk with her friends yeah basically she's like and then entire being a roughly a 13 year old boy i think decides yeah to be a dick yeah exactly yeah he's like hey i paid you you can't keep hanging out up on the roof and eating all my cake you got to get down here and be part of the party um and before that we did have a whole montage of them doing a, a whole bunch of party stuff Priya and this goth girl mm-hmm. hit it off really nice, which is which is cool for her. We like to see that. We didn't get to see much of it mm-hmm. because of fucking censorship and whatnot, but the implication at least is still there. Um, yeah. Because oh, what is it? They're like they're playing charades or something, and like she's the one girl that figures out that like what Priya was trying to act out was like death or something. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't even I don't even remom- uh, remember, but um, Grayson, Grayson, but I do need you to scoot over. But um, so yeah, so they're hanging out up on his roof. Tyler's telling them to come down and be part of the party. Uh, the radio announcer guy mentions you know the concert for Four Town is coming up, and he says the date. And this is where we find out that when Abby told them about the concert um, a week ago. She got the date wrong. The date for the concert here in Toronto is actually the same day as the uh, the Red Moon. And so May starts freaking out. She doesn't know what she's going to do. She can't do both, obviously. She feels like she has to do the ritual and get rid of the panda, but she doesn't want to miss the concert. They've already been doing all of this buildup. Plus, she never gets to do anything with her friends, so on and so forth. Um, and her friends... <laughs> Bring up the fact that 
she does generally enjoy being the panda. Exactly. Yeah, because rather than getting rid of it, it might be better to simply embrace it. Yeah, that was another thing that like ticked off a lot of like the concerned internet moms was that like her friends are telling her like, hey, maybe don't just you know always do everything that your mom tells you you genuinely seem like you're having fun maybe don't give it up we like seeing this part of you and of course the moms online were like oh they're telling her to not listen to her parents and only listen to her friends it's such a bad like no that's not what they're saying (laughs) this girl has clearly had to give up on a lot of fun with her friends due to her mom and has now been having fun with her friends for honestly kind of seems like the first time ever really these past, few, these past few days, and they're just telling her that, look, we've loved hanging out with you. We never It feels like we never get to do this. Even if you do literally give up the panda, don't give up this new you that we've got, finally gotten to see. Because we love you. We're your friends. We want to be happy with you and sharing in good times. And then that's when Tyler actually yells at them to get back down there. She is already freaking out. He says... something insulting oh no i think he like threatens to tell her mom or something like that and she does not handle this well (coughs) to say the least uh jumps down Mm -hmm. attacks him the cop i think the cops are called i know his parents show up no yeah 911 is called because he's sitting in like the back of an ambulance like getting patched up or whatever um his parents are called i think his mom may's mom had found out that she had snuck out Yes, yeah, we see that. And basically, as soon as she may have jumped down at Tyler, because I don't think she was actually going to attack him. I think she was, like, just got on top of, like, basically, he fell on, on the ground when she jumped down. Basically. And she was just, like, kind of on all fours above him. I think so. Like, I think she was just going to be, like, shut up. But then, like, got lost in the moment, the the stress of it, seeing her mom there. And, like, I think might have accidentally... Because he does have, like, scratches that we see. So I think she does, like, in the heat of the moment, like, scratch up his arm or something like that. It's it's nothing... I'm joking around. They're probably deep scratches. He should be concerned. He should get stitches. But it's not like she was intentionally trying to set out to hurt him worse than that, either. I don't think she even scratches him. I think, like, he is crying, but in the... Oh, I think this person's actually going to kill me, kind of Oh, okay. That might have been it. I don't know. Um, But anyway, um, she, of course, gets in trouble again. One from Tyler's parents, because, meh. It's not like they can exactly tell them what's going on, so they're just hearing Tyler say she attacked me and thinking that it's that. Um, And then her mom, like, goes off on her friends, telling them that they're such a bad influence and blah, 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 blah. Um, it ends up being a little bit of a thing, but we haven't talked about, like, she's, because, because this is 2002, May has a Tamagotchi that ends up getting mm-hmm. left behind at the party. We will see later on that, um, even though Miriam, honestly, Miriam feels like she's the most mad about all of this, which is not to say that Abby and Bria don't care. I just feel like Miriam is the one that, like, felt betrayed the most. It's, actually, I think her mom Yeah. No, that's right, yeah, because we I think we also find out over the course of the movie that her mom, like, her May's mom, like, specifically disliked uh, Miriam for some reason. Mm-hmm. Don't know why. <laughs> she seems fine. 
She's got a little bit of like a yeah. skater girl aesthetic to her, so I don't know. She's the most emotionally mature of the group. She so really she's is. A bad, quote unquote, a bad influence by helping my daughter go through her mental hiccups. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Yeah. Oh, we missed. We skipped over it because it doesn't super matter. But I love when they're all saying that basically all of their parents said no. I love. I think it was Miriam said that her parents said yes if she can buy the ticket herself. It's either her parents or Abby's parents. One of them's parents said yes, but only if you buy the ticket yourself, which is a hilarious way of saying no, because it's like, what are you going to do? You're 13 years old. Little they know <laughs> that she started an entire business, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we, we skip ahead the next few days. The implication being that she's had zero contact with her friends during this time. And has honestly, it seems like she's kind of been under house arrest. Um, it might have been. Uh, but we, we skip ahead to... At least by her parents. Well, her family. Yeah, at least, yeah, at least by her parents, anyway. I'm sure she's been allowed to go to school. Pro- Actually, they might have told the school that it's... It's only, like, a few days, so they might have told the school that she's sick or something. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, though, we, we skip ahead to when they are getting ready to do the ritual. Um, a guy from the neighborhood who I guess must also be like a family friend or something. I don't know. He doesn't seem like he's very phased by all of this. Um, is going to be actually performing it. His name is Mr. Gao. I love the line that he throws in. Basically saying while they're chanting, you can technically chant anything as long as it's something that like resonates with you. Because of the the important thing is that it like your heart is actually in it or whatever. And that you're able to make a connection. <laughs> He he says that like he likes I forget I forget what what musician he said that he always likes to go with but like her mom or her grandma is old school so they're actually chanting something that is like an actual like chant or in Cantonese and this is another one where oh hang on a second I think I'm being shushed okay yeah Julie's telling me to try to be quiet uh but that this is another one where like the moms online were like oh they were speaking in tongues and it's like. Karen, they were speaking Chinese. These were Chinese people speaking Chinese. Specifically Cantonese. Like, they're not doing some demonic ritual and speaking tongues. They're, you just hate other cultures. But, but to, a, to a conservative Christian mother, that is Satanism. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's lit. Like, you're... Like, they were so close to just saying that out loud on this one. But, like, yeah, that is exactly what their concern was, is that they're saying well, something other than Christianity. To be more precise, it's right Christian, well, Protestant Christian. There we go. Wasps. And mother. Because the Catholics are also Satanists. Yeah. Fucking, what's the... Uh, that's a whole thing. I don't even know. Like, wasps are weird. Um, but anyway... Hey, yeah, back to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he starts doing the ritual. I kind of like that it's, like, early evening, so, like, right as the moon came out, they were like, all right, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got her laying down in, like, a chalk circle that's, like, just big enough for her. The moon starts doing stuff. I don't know. Um, but we we don't get the full visual just yet because they save that for later on. Uh, but we do see that, like, this is where, like, the panda is starting to separate from her. 
she has basically a flashback to like the events of the movie so far realizes oh my god my friends were right this would be giving up a part of myself that i actually really like and so she specifically fights against it so that her panda doesn't leave tells her mom that she's gonna go be with her friends somehow or, or that's right in the in trying in her mom like jumping and trying to stop her she goes panda and like runs off knocks her mom down her mom is fine ultimately but it's enough that it breaks that but necklace. it also knocks off her necklace yes which cracks yes because throughout the throughout the movie uh, uh we've gotten a few vague hints someone seems to really want to talk about uh what happened when ming was uh, was May's age, but they they've dropped hints here and there that like her panda specifically seemed to have been really bad. So we're finally about to see what that is. It, everyone else, it turned like we will eventually find out a little bit later on with all of her parents. But the general idea that you get from May is that your panda is more or less just proportionate to the size that you are. Just you know, kind of big. What what Grayson? <laughs> Yeah, I know. We're going to get to that, bud. Um, but, so yeah, the everyone's panda seems to be more or less proportionate to how big they already are, just that you, you know, get generally bigger. Her mom, however, is a friggin' kaiju. Yeah, and <sighs> I think we kind of see that she's about to change as May runs off. Yeah. But we don't actually get to see the transformation. Yeah. Oh! Because we cut to May... Like, the, like, going to the concert. Yeah, like, like I love... from the rooftops. Yeah, running along the rooftops and stuff. And she eventually lands in, like, mid-air jumps into the, the stadium. Oh, I love the shot as she's of her, down, like... she transforms back to normal. Yeah, I love the shot of her, like, flying through the air before the rope comes off and it's just trailing out behind her. Like, I think they actually have her pass in front of the moon, and it's just a really good silhouette. Uh, we, we did skip, mm -hmm. though, that, um, and again, A-plus parenting from Jen's part. I just wish he spoke up more and actually said this to anybody else. But he did actually sit down and have a talk with May the night before, basically being like, I understand if you don't want to get rid of this. I found the video of you and your friends. You all look like you were so happy. And this is where we get the biggest hint about her mom's in that he I think her dad, I think Jen actually kind of liked it because he, the way that he says it was big and impressive, like, I don't know. The tone in his voice just seems like he was like, <laughs> it was big and impressive and he was okay with that, which is really fucking funny. But we do find out that, um, May, or that Ming and her dad, I mean, Ming and her mom this is had. This podcast that stands big, beautiful, <laughs> big, powerful women. Exactly. Also beautiful. Exactly. Oh, he should. I'm not going to say it out loud in front of Grayson, but he, but Jen might need to go on the other list the of list. Disney guys that we have going on. Um, mm -hmm. What, Grayson? You heard that? Okay, but that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he was paying attention. He says, um, but yeah. So we 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 find out that um, so, uh, at some point back in the day, before actually doing the ritual. Uh, Ming and her mom had gotten into some kind of a fight over, it turns out, Jin. Um, I forget the grandma's name. Doesn't matter. Um, the grandma did not approve of Ming dating Jin. And so my guess, they never say this, but the fact that she is still with Jin must be that, like, 
her mom ended up approving of their relationship if she went through with the ritual and like sealed away her panda so that she wouldn't go crazy again. That's my guess, at least. I don't know for sure. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so she she goes to Fort Town, conveniently lands like inside so that she doesn't have to awkwardly now go through and try to buy a ticket with the zero money that she brought with her. <laughs> um, they they do this moment where obviously Abby and Priya like hug her and make up right away. Miriam tries to hold out and be like, "No, you really hurt our feelings." And then the friggin' Tamagotchi beeps, and <laughs> we find out that she... <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. However much time has passed, I think it was like a week or two. She's been taking care of it uh, that whole time. And they, so they, they all make up, and then we get the shortest redemption arc in the history of ever, because it's a Disney movie, where it turns out Tyler is also a four-town fan, and he's just walking by covered in merch. And they just grab him and say, hey, you're in the group now, too. <laughs> Yeah, but it do be that right. But um, leading into this final scene, one of them, I think Miriam, asks, "Hey, but what about your mom? Isn't she going to be mad?" To which, <laughs> to which she tempts or may tempt fate by saying, "Oh, what's the worst that she can do?" Because it turns out the worst that she can do is destroy the entire stadium and almost kill a bunch of people. <gasps> what? <laughs> yeah i love you so much and... my dear son anyway um but yeah so mom shows up wreaks a bunch of havoc four town guys are terrified understandably because they've never yeah, seen anything like this fight yeah they have a big anime fight it's really good um <laughs> freaking like, one of the, the biggest comes and they realize that in order to do the ritual to separate the mom and her panda, yeah, um, they have to break their talismans so that way they can fuse with their pandas or turn panda as well. Yeah, which again is a really cool shot because we just see all of them like yank off like uh, for one of them it's her earrings, which I kind of wonder what would have happened if she had only broken one, like would just her right side turn panda or something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, for one of them, it's her earrings. One of them, it's like her headband. Uh, I think for the grandma, it's her bracelet. I'm missing somebody. Doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, they all like throw. <laughs> they all like throw their uh, respective jewelry on the ground like they're all smoke bombs and just boom, go panda. Because by this point, May has managed to knock her mom out. But she's so big that even though Jin is already like, I don't know where he found a chalk jar uh, thing, but he did. Um, even though he's already like running around to make another circle, her mom's too big for May to drag her into it by herself. So, um, the other, the, the group is just collectively called the aunties, even though I think only like two of them are her aunts. Um, yeah, they, they all go Panda to help, help May drag her mom into the circle. And this is where it comes up that. This is where it ends up mattering that you can technically chant anything just as long as you do it with feeling. Because Mr. Gao is somewhere in the, in the bleachers, like, getting ready. The aunties are all chanting the same thing in Cantonese that they were earlier. <laughs> but May and her friends and Four Town and all of the fans that didn't leave start singing whichever song. I don't know any of their songs by name. 
started singing whichever song it was that they helped uh, they used to help calm May down earlier. And again, I love that it's preceded by Miriam grabbing a microphone and shouting boots and cats, boots and cats into it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and eventually does those work. Yes. I think I think I think how it goes is that it um May tackles her mom into it, and they both kind of go into the panda realm. Well, what it is, her mom's knocked out, so they're all, like, grabbed onto her tail and, like, dragging her into it. So I actually really like the framing of once they get her fully into the circle, you then see all of the other four, like, curve themselves around so they can be in the circle as well. Mm -hmm. And then I just, I really like when they're in the bamboo grove. This is just a really good scene. Because the others are obviously all off doing their own thing. Um, I will say, just explanation-wise, this kind of annoyed Julie because she was like, well, hey, I thought they said if you, like, don't do it, you can only do it on your first red moon or something like that. But not that they say this out loud. I think the justification is supposed to be that since this is kind of a second first red moon, since they were re-merging with their pandas, or at least that's my guess on why it, why it worked for all of them. But I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, so they they all and also it probably some just something that if uh, whoever was the first to decide to separate themselves from the red panda made up just to be like, hey, just do it on your first time, so no one questions this. Yeah. Also, honestly, probably that. Like because the whole thing is that like the more you transform, the harder it is to do. So you probably can do this on any subsequent Red Moon afterward. And just that by then you've bonded with your panda enough that you don't want to. I don't know. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so the others uh, probably all have their own moment in the Grove. They all seem to have found each other pretty quickly. May finds her mom. And in what's a really good scene, we see that like there's always been a part of her mom that is still that scared little girl who is beating herself up for having injured her own mother, even though she didn't mean to do that. And mm-hmm. so this is where May kind of has that realization that, like, my mom hasn't been trying to be a jerk. She's hurting just as much as I am, even though she didn't mean to hurt me. She, Her uh, grandma didn't mean to hurt her. And the, they don't... I like that they don't verbalize it, but the two of them do make up over the course of... Uh, they're walking through the the grove. Um, I think she does tell her mom, like, it's okay, you are enough or something like that. But, like, they don't sit and have a full conversation because, like, mm-hmm. to to the writer's credit, that's that would be really hard to write out and make it believable. But also, this is the sort of thing that, like, if you have a good understanding of the person, you might sort of... It's believable to me, at least, that they were able to work through it not, like, non-verbally while they were walking and just holding each other. Um, but... Yeah, they basically have the movie equivalent of a conversation. Exactly. There we go. Yeah. I, I do like that... Uh, right now, I'm talking to my friend Veer, because Kat had to uh, had to leave because she wasn't feeling good. Um, I do like that we hi, see... Hi, Grayson. <laughs> Veer says hi. Okay. Do you want to say hi? Yeah. Well, here, say hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> anyway, I, I also like that we do see her mom, like, at a couple different ages. Basically, like, like The Sims, if you've ever played The Sims. How, like, you'll go child, teen, adult. We see her basically do that. <laughs> um, 
So that by the time they're back with everyone else, up, up at the portal, sees her proper age. I've watched Digimon. I know what... I know the good old <laughs> child and adult. Dang it, you're right, too. Is the thing. What is it? Nothing. He, he was talking about Digimon. Um, Digimon? Yeah, Digimon. You know what? No, Digimon was a TV show, buddy. We, I, you know what? We will see if we can uh, find Digimon for you to start watching, because it was a really good show. <laughs> anyway. But, Grayson, hey, you remember Summer Wars? Yeah. The first Digimon movie is kind of like Summer Wars. Ooh. Yeah, see? So you'll, I think you'll like it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> God damn it. So all of the others go through the portal. They separate from their pandas. I really like the uh, the imagery of how it has their panda basically just run off into the grove. Like, that's what being separated means, is that your panda, this spiritual version of yourself, is now staying in this spirit realm and can't go forward with you. Um, May and her mom have a real quick heart-to-heart. Like, I feel like I'm losing you. I feel like I'm losing you, too. I, I'm going to grow up and change, but I don't want... <laughs> I don't want you to stop being my mom. All of that jazz. Um, I cry every time. Um, but it, it's, it's again, just a really sweet moment that it's a little sped up because of the amount of time that you're dealing with. But, like, other than that, I think they did a really good job with it. Okay, since it's over, bud. Um, but, so, since... May decides to keep red panda and um yeah um, exactly um sun yi does show up like because i guess there's just kind of a version of her just living here in the grove since like she's dead in the real world <laughs> um but she she basically turns to sun yi i'm i'm not gonna regret this am i and part of this was a practicality thing because i'm sure they didn't want to cast a uh, voice actor just for like Grayson, Grayson, I can't right now, buddy. But I'm sure they didn't... Part of this is just because they didn't want to cast, like, a VA just for, like, this one line... Or for this one scene. But also, I think it just works. Um, instead of actually telling her, yeah, you're not going to regret this, she goes panda, and May goes panda, and they both, like, fly up into the sky and just have a little moment. Because mm. I guarantee, Sun Yi's probably been pissed at this entire family for, like, generation after generation giving up, like, this gift that she worked so hard for. And passed down. Well, I don't think is. I wouldn't say he might not have been pissed off, but she might have been lonely. That's true. Yeah, that's actually that's true because I do sort of wonder anyone who would have like separated from their panda, if any aspect of them would. Or I'm my guess at least is probably that there is no aspect of them here. Like there is an aspect of Sun Yi, and so I joke that she was mad, but she what she it has probably been like sad to see her family giving up like i said what was supposed to be a gift from her like generation after generation so i i bet the point is i bet she is thrilled that made you know, that may decided not to and um and that's kind of just where it cuts off we don't really like <clears throat> see how she makes it out of the spirit world we don't see like the immediate aftermath we skip ahead i think like a month ish and um Fucking, the, they have like a constant fundraiser going. And the aunties yeah. who's all leaving with Daddy their new talismans. Them. Yes. Well, not right now, but oh, no. I think we see the like they're doing a repeat of the temple. 
intro. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, because yeah, she's like, so that so um, you know, families all have their trouble. We like to just call them growing pains, that kind of thing. I love that they just mm-hmm. conspicuously have a giant blackboard where they're like, all right, our goal is way up here, and we're now right here. <laughs> because because they have to repay well pay for all for the for all of the damage that was done exactly yeah because understandably they're being made to pay for all of the damage to that arena because who boy mm-hmm. <laughs> um we we find out that and i really like them doing this even though her mom gave up the panda and is not transforming she still interacts with her panda because <laughs> and new tasman is for tamagotchi yeah which your tamagotchi can die if you don't beat it so does this mean that her panda i'm sure that it wouldn't adhere to that rule but it does like bug her to be fed and stuff like that i just really like that like even though she gave up the panda this still gives her a way to like interact with it to a degree um Mm -hmm. okay grayson wants to say what the grandma's is no no i meant what the mom's is oh well the mom we already said hers is now a tamagotchi Ah. Oh, so yeah, the grandma's is literally a four-town one. Yes. Just a four-town one. Um, Yes, the grandma's is a four-town necklace. And it's so funny because I don't know if this is a thing in Chinese culture. I know it's a thing in Japanese culture because I looked it up from JoJo. Um, But the number four is apparently, like, really unlucky in Japanese culture. And her, the grandma... um, Remarks that it's and remarks that it's bad luck because she loses that hand of poker or whatever. So I guess maybe there's a similar thing. I think it's, I think the number four being bad luck slash a number of death is something that's like shared between okay Japan and China since they have like a shared like. Oh yeah, that's right. Because kanji like going the not that Japan likes to say this out loud, but yeah, kanji basically just is the Chinese alphabet almost or one. Or is like very similar to Chinese writing. Grayson, stop by. But um, but yeah, so <coughs> didn't really matter because it's just there for that real quick joke. Um, uh-huh. This is where. Uh, but yeah, her friends all come over. They're gonna go hang out. Uh, May decides. May can. What I kind of what is kind of cool is that she doesn't have to transform all the way. She's learned how to just do parts. Although this does kind of bug me because she has the panda ears pop up, but then her ears stay. You would think her ears would ha- would leave if the panda ears were there. Done. I mean, it ultimately doesn't really matter. It's just a thing that bugs me personally. <laughs> but she goes out. She's got the ears and the tail, and her mom's like, "Honey, put the put those away. You can't go out like that." And she's like, ah, "My panda, my choice, mom." And then they both laugh and hug, and then the credits roll, and that that's movie. Oh, except for the post credits, yeah, they, which is well, they also show that the dad. Puts on the cardboard panda outfit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, is hanging out with her friends. That's right. Yeah, her dad's uh, wearing using the cardboard one because that is also just the mascot of their shrine, basically. So like he's doing mascot mm-hmm. duty when she's gone. Um, we see that the the family did get to all take a picture with Four Town, which is really funny because like it's even mm-hmm. signed by all of the Four Town guys, even though they had no idea what was going on. I'm sure. <laughs> um. <laughs> and then the the post credit scene just shows Jin like wearing a, a set of headphones and like dancing to what sounds like a four town song in like just in the basement by himself. And then like he trips and falls when I think May calls him up for dinner. 
and then and then that's movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the <sighs> ending credit song is one of the songs made for for town. Yeah. But yeah, that is the movie. Yep. Hang on. Do what, bud? If I had to choose my favorite part of the movie, I would have to guess the ending. Yeah? Because was when my when baby's mom turned into a giant panda. Yeah. Was it really cool? <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. And I just love the design of it. It's yeah. like just like a big old monster just in the back. You know what a giant monster like that is called? What? It's called a kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> What's a kaiju? It basically just means giant monster. Yeah, yeah. Now I need. I want to talk. No. <laughs> no, not right now, but we're about to finish up. All right. I almost opened the wrong list. There's the Disney list. Uh, that way I've got that after we do plugs. Let me get. Where is. I always lose the freaking mailbag. There it is. Okay. We didn't get a lot of questions. Mostly they're from Aurora, like, <laughs> coming up with some on the fly. Okay, here we go. Deep breath. Turning. Do what? You go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She made her. I almost forgot the screen name. Yeah. Aurora Borealis in the Discord, currently going as Turning Aurora. She starts this off saying, with a deep breath, uh, favorite 2000s needle drop in the movie? Gonna be honest, don't remember. Except, um, I think it's gonna be me was in there one time. Yeah, same. Because I wasn't in the either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sorry. Uh, who's your four-town fave? <coughs> mm, sorry. My favorite is the fifth one. Yeah. Aaron T and Aaron Z, the ones that are the same. <laughs> Okay, they are voiced by different guys, at least. I thought they were voiced by the same guy, same dude for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's your favorite of, of May's friends? Uh, I, I mean, mean, we always answered this at the start of the episode. They're, they're all really good. I do love Abby, but I think my favorite of her friends is uh, Miriam. Just because she does seem to be the one that's like got herself figured out the most. Priya, though, is in, just fucking incredible. I love every scene that she's in, like... She never she never has a bad line. Um, so I guess the correct answer would be simply yes. Yeah, exactly. The correct answer is just yes. They're all good. Uh, what's the most silly thing you did as a young teen that you're comfortable sharing? I, I don't remember. I didn't really go out and do shenanigans. Um, I, really, I lived in by a creek. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> the my brother was basically the only person close to my age, so Yay. But yeah, yeah so within walking distance. So I, Like I'm I'm I've always been in the city. I just was always like at home playing games if I wasn't doing homework. The closest thing I've got to a shenanigan is uh one time a friend of mine uh this'll tell you like how much or how how okay she was doing for her birthday her parents rented like two hotel rooms that were like adjoining and she was so she invited like a bunch of people over at one point during the night i went to like two of her birthdays so they both kind of run together for me um at one point during the night on one of those birthdays we thought that one of them had gone missing and since i had a car at a time 
me and like a few other people piled into the car and we just drove around Little Rock like trying to find her. And it turned out that she had just gone to the bathroom or something and us, our idiot selves just somehow didn't notice. But that's like the closest I really have to any kind of shenanigan. Um, unless you want to count the time I broke my leg barely jumping out of a boat. Because like that's that's not even like a, a big thing. Big thing that happened that was just i was camping with my dad and he had brought the boat i climbed into it because we had been throwing mud around so i was like oh, i better clean that off before it dries um i climbed into it and like the spot where i climbed in was deep enough that i couldn't touch so i figured if i stood in the same spot and then just rotated myself like 90 degrees so instead of jumping out i jumped like to the right i assumed it would still be fine uh it turned out it was not and i like hit my leg hard enough that it broke my ankle just a little bit like it, it was it was such a light break that we didn't even realize it was broken my dad thought i just sprained it and was like all right we'll just sit down and we'll see how you're doing here in a couple hours and like when it was still sore the next day that was when he was like yeah we should probably go get you checked out and it turned out oh yeah it's broken a little bit <laughs> fucking when i got a cast my stepmom wrote i told you so on it <sighs> um <laughs> I forgot his real name. Okay, there we go. Yusuf, uh, currently in our chat, as he did what in his cup? <laughs> Comes in with, where was made during 9-11, and why didn't she stop it from Canada? <laughs> well, she was the second panda. Yeah, exactly. We know where she was. She was on the plane. What plane? There's two pandas. <laughs> so, yeah, we we know exactly why she didn't stop oh, it, because she was there. For meme of someone taking I guess like a fan fiction of Oh no Venus and Ferb. Oh no for for Candace being surprised that what was it? Ferb or Phoenix was on the plane or oh. in Harry during nine eleven. Oh that sounds familiar. I, I might have seen that at some point. That sounds familiar. Um Turning Aurora comes back in the movie takes place in 2002, so in three years, do you see May playing Kingdom Hearts 2? Absolutely, I do. What does she think of Auntie Sora mm -hmm. in relation to her panda form? Part of me likes to say that she's dumb enough she might not get it, but at the same time, I feel like that's probably not accurate. Yeah. 50-50, she doesn't notice it, or... Just thinks it's a cool game mechanic. Sibri just says, mood. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> she sees it happen and is like, I get that. <laughs> Um, and then last question he did what in his cup how would you incorporate turning red into Kingdom Hearts honestly thematically it could probably work uh, as far as how I mean <clears throat> it does do like it, well especially since Kingdom Hearts 4 looks like it might be going a little bit more realistic so like you could just we saw in 3 they had they didn't have a problem recreating San Francisco so you could just toss him into Toronto um but yeah, so as far as like how it would work in, like, just toss him in there, have him hang out with May. Maybe like like if if I was in full control and I had like budgeting was not an issue, time wasn't an issue, I would say you for real would have a special mechanic where when you did May's limit break, you also turned into a panda. Ooh. And you just had this this real exclusive drive form. That's there we go. Just, 
Solus Panda form. That would honestly, honestly, yeah, be really neat if they gave him like a drive form specific to that world or something. That'd be really cool. Um, I'm sure just to make stuff work in, like it would have to be like her mom, like falls to darkness or something and like her going kaiju at the end would be like her almost turning into a heartless or something like that just to you know tie it into kingdom hearts lore but otherwise yeah i feel like it'd probably work pretty well uh that was our last question let me get twitter pulled up Um, uh, okay, there we are. Sorry about that. Let me see real quick. Since Kat had to leave, I'll go ahead and uh, get hers first, and then you can do you if you want. Uh, Kat is <coughs> on Twitter at ZemanNews87. Uh, she doesn't have a whole lot else going on aside from this. Um, she's on, uh, as I'll mention later, she's on Resident, uh, Resident Beats along with uh, me and some guy named Veer who you would think sounds a little bit similar to how Nero sounds in these, in these recent episodes this year, but that's just a coincidence. Don't worry about that. Um, on our off weeks when we're not doing movies and when I'm not uh, going through stuff like last time, um, we, I'm dragging her through kingdom hearts. So that's always fun. We've been trying to get Mm -hmm. through uh, days and it's taking us a bit. And possibly depending on how that episode flies over everyone I guess anytime that you're not able to record for Kingdom Hearts stuff that big guys want to drag her through the plot of that game Art Night yes but anyway you can find me Deathering Nero <laughs> who and on Twitter at Dragon Smoochie, on co-host at Dragon Snuggler, on Tumblr at Cyclonus, but with a 5 at the end and 7S. Cyclone 5. And you can and find other podcasts with me, Deathwing Nero, <laughs> such as Prime Cuts Pod, where, where we get where we're over, we talk about we go over the different seasons of Transformers, but not in chronological order. Um, Hydrant Free Radio, where we come, where we, particularly, such as me, Devering Nero, cover, go over the plot line of Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. Got him so behind on and, podcasts. And also. The podcast formerly known as the Podcast of Power, which is now dubbed Talking Circles, where me, Devering Nero, talk about (laughs) different seasons of of animated cartoons, such which made the last one ever, this one that's been released. At the time of this recording, has been the second season of Infinity Train. So yeah, get on that. Fuck, I'm so far behind yeah. on podcasts. I think <clears throat> the last time I was actively listening to podcasts, um, Heidel, Radio Free Heidelin had like just started. 
<laughs> Look, uh, Le- Pokemon Legends Arceus came out, and like everybody that I follow on YouTube that does Pokemon stuff was doing playthroughs. So I was like, okay, I'll just watch those and then get back to podcasts. And then apparently, no, I did not get back to podcasts. Anyway, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Marshmallow. It's like Marshmallow, but it has my name in it. There's also Dad underscore Tastic, where I'm back to posting, but not as frequently as I would like because I forgot for a couple of days and just realized I haven't posted yet today. But I'm going to try to get back to doing that every day instead of from kind of every other or right now. Um, there's also Resi Beats Pod for Resonant Beats, which is an actual play podcast playing interstitial, our hearts intertwined, and sometimes other systems with uh, right now me and Kat. Um, and that guy who, that guy Veer, who sounds a lot like Nero, but don't worry about it. On um, um, some of our, on Monday night, or not on Monday nights, we're recording on Friday nights, and then on Monday nights we've got a different crew of people doing a different story. And I think Veer is jamming that one, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. There we go. I was right. Yes. And of course, um, Disney Minus is at Disney Minus Pod. Then I've got Cloth Wednesdays, where I just post a picture of Cloth every Wednesday because I like to see it. <laughs> Okay. Well, I guess it's my turn to pick. So, quick question for like the Star Wars main Star Wars movie. Are we doing them in chronological order, in release order, or are we treating each trilogy as their own separate thing? I we had not talked about that at all, so I figured we could get into that whenever anyone picked a Star Wars movie for the first time. I think what would probably make the most mm-hmm. sense is if we went in release order. That way, if, like, we tried to do chronological order and, up oh, they came out with another prequel after, like, we would have gotten past that point, we don't have to, like, say it's because we're backing up or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, honestly, yeah, say whatever. Either release order or treat each trilogy as their kind of s- separate thing. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, we're going to be re- watching Candleshoe next time. We're watching what? Candle shoes. That's not Star Wars. Why would you do this to me? I scrolled over to Star Wars. <laughs> Candle. It's called the Besiege. You gotta keep everyone on their toes. <laughs> Fuck you. Alright. <laughs> Wait, that, that's on... I haven't checked. That's on Disney Plus, right? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> I promised someone I would choose this. And me, definitely near... <laughs> Is a person of their word, so... <laughs> there we go. Alright, let me announce that real quick before I have a chance to forget. Mm-hmm. Everyone. But, yeah, that's about it. So, remember everyone. Fuck Disney. <laughs> exactly. Um, always stop natural... Or not natural. Always stop terrorist attacks... No matter your age, and if you ever make uh, a movie, keep... make absolutely certain that they hang on a second, buddy. And always, if you make a movie, make absolutely certain that they address every single historical event that might possibly have been important, regardless of whether it would matter to your characters or not. Mm-hmm. And also, fuck Disney. Also, remember to keep your Keep a backup moon in your pocket in case you need one <laughs> to turn into your giant animal form. God damn it. <laughs>